today. Stephen's gone AWOL, so Brett Hall is with us today. What are we talking about? Our topic is going to be uh, about the market, the property market, in fact, this time, and the impact of COVID-19 on the property market, locally speaking. And Mark Longworth will join us. He's a licensed real estate agent. We're also going to find out about the market, generally the stock market with Henry Jennings. And we'll see what's happening with currencies and commodities. Thursday Finance and joining us today, as I said, is Brett Hall. And Brett, you've got all the good oil on what's happening with um, with gold. We need to know yeah, about gold. That's right. Gold. Currencies as well, of course. But yeah, yeah, it's been a good week um, across the commodities. So gold up four point three percent this week, and right. it's one of our topics today with Henry. Actually. Uh, we're going to talk about gold, and we're also going to talk about the US dollar with Henry. So, okay. be interesting to see whether it uh, it's going to continue. So, this is the preliminary currencies and commodities at this stage. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll run through them, and then we'll have some uh, discussion on them. It sounds excellent. So, how are they going? Yeah, so as I said, uh, gold's up four point three percent on last week, and it's continued to uh, have a strong run. As well as tin, it's up two percent uh, on last week, and also copper. It's flat on last week at trading at $9,066 a ton. Uh, Currencies. So the uh, Australian dollar has performed strong against the US and uh, it's currently trading at 71 cents. I wonder so. if the upcoming US elections have got something to do with that slight uncertainty with the US dollar, uh, maybe. Yes, I think so. <laughs> I think uh, we're going to see a lot of uh, commentary around over the next, uh, next month. Of months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to increase, that's for sure. Uh, then also the uh, yuan at five dollars and two, New Zealand dollar at a dollar uh, and seven, and that's uh, down almost one percent on last week. Then on to uh, the ordinary, so the uh, the Australian market, it's um, down 0.7 percent on last week, and it's uh, the ordinary is at six thousand one hundred and sixty-five, and uh, in the UK, it's uh, six thousand one hundred and thirty-one, down one point five percent. Mm-hmm. Now, our local, uh, some stocks that we, we follow yes. um, each week. So BHP is at $37.61, the Commonwealth Bank at $73.32, and NIB Health Funds, uh, NHF, at $4.51. Okay. Fuel. Fuel. Yes, yeah. the all-important every week type thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, so unleaded in Newcastle, $1.14, and in Sydney, $1.34. So quite a yes. significant... Difference. There is a difference, and we're doing well on that front at the moment. Yeah, and then uh, diesel in Newcastle, $1.21, and in Sydney, $1.17. Thursday Finance, and we are up to our market update now. And Brett Hall, we're joined now by Henry Jennings from Marcus Today Financial Newsletter. Thanks for joining us, Henry. Thanks. It's my pleasure, Brett. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Um. Uh, just earlier, we were talking about the gold price and uh, how strong yeah. a run it has had. Um, so, do you think this will continue? Do you think gold is going to be a, uh, a, a an asset of choice? Um, I think it is. Yes, I think it is. Um, I think there are a number of reasons, but probably the biggest reason out there at the moment is that um, we've got record low interest rates. We've also got a Federal Reserve which has got the money printing machine well and truly cranked up. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing the ECB doing the same. So with lots more money sloshing around the system, record low rates. And let's face it, uh, we have got some risks on the horizon, both geopolitical and political, with the U.S. election coming up in November mm-hmm. and the ratcheting up of the Cold War with China between them and the U.S. 
Um, it does seem as if it's got some more legs. I know I, I was targeting 2000 bucks. Um, it did hit there briefly the other day on uh, the futures price, um, but has backed off. So it may need to consolidate a little bit, but you would think the first sign of any kind of trouble um, in the global economy or something getting worse, then we could see it spike a bit higher. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fairly bullish, I, I guess, on the gold price at the moment. So why why did it, uh, obviously, the uncertainty in the, the, the global economy has, has yep. existed now for a few months. Why why did it take so long for gold to, to take this run, do you think? Um, well, I, I don't think it has taken this long to have this run. I think it's taken this long to, uh, to make the headlines. Mm. I think it's taken this long for the media to spot the run. But, uh, you know, we've seen the gold price gradually creep up uh, for some time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only when it's got towards 2000 that everyone slowly get quite interested in it. Mm. Um, but it has been moving um, in, a, in a pretty solid fashion for, uh, for some time, that's for sure. You know, even uh, I'm just looking at the chart now, bringing it up. Aussie dollar gold has not been quite so spectacular, of course, because we have had a stronger Aussie dollar. But, you know, you look back at, um, let's say, a year ago, um, the, Aussie do- the gold price was 1400 so... It has been moving up pretty steadily uh, since then. It did have a bit of a setback in March uh, when we saw, of course, the March madness, that, uh, that, that meltdown that we had. That people were selling anything and everything, mm. and gold got caught up in that. But then it bounced back pretty strongly. And since then, and since the Fed's been printing money, it has gone from around sort of 1600 to 1900 So mm-hmm. and this is in U.S. dollar terms. Yep. In Aussie dollar terms, it hasn't been... You know, we're sort of milling around the 27... 2740 level in Aussie dollar terms because that, that stronger Aussie has really hurt it a little bit, but yeah. it's still pretty good, mm. very good. It's just I think the media has just finally woken up to it. And also the other one that's been going really well is silver, uh, which is poor man's gold, if there is such a thing. Mm. Um, but silver is always kind of the the, the, the uh, ugly sister to gold, but that has been going gangbusters as well. And also silver has a lot more applications in the real world than just jewellery that, uh, you know, gold tends to have. I mean, there's not that many uh, applications where silver certainly has a lot more commercial and industrial properties that makes it useful. Yep. And also the uh, the, the US dollar, um, the Australian yeah. dollar, has, has strengthened. Yes. Well, and... there's, there's, yeah, there's, there's some concern, I guess, about the upcoming election. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, we're also seeing the stimulus in the U.S., which has sort of run out in terms of those unemployment benefits. Now they're arguing furiously about that and playing politics. So the U.S. dollar has been under some pressure, which, uh, you know, the Aussie dollar is banging on the 72-cent level. That's amazing when you look back in March when it was 56, 57 cents. Mm-hmm. Great time to go overseas, Brett. <laughs> if only. <laughs> Great time nice. to go overseas. <laughs> can't even leave your suburb now. Yeah, that's right. But, yeah, great time to go overseas. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of stimulus stimulus measures uh, yep. here in Australia, so the ASX has been working with ASIC to get public companies to uh, report their JobKeeper um, in their annual reports. Mm. So, the reason for that, um, for, for I guess, the, the, the requirement to report that, I mean... Uh, is that purely to for, for investors to be able to understand how much of the, the revenue is coming from 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 government? Yeah, I think uh, it's all to do with spotting the zombies. 
Mm-hmm. Um, as in any good um, zombie film, it's really important to be able to identify what, which ones are the zombies and which ones are the uh, the healthy people. Mm-hmm. And uh, looking at a company from the JobKeeper perspective will point out those companies that are re- really only surviving by um, by the, the government's sort of uh, largesse in terms of that JobKeeper payment. And the, mm-hmm. the, I guess the danger is that once that finishes or gets scaled back, as it will be, over the next uh, few months and going into 2021, then uh, we may see those zombies um, get bashed about the head with baseball bats and, uh, and and killed off. And that, I guess, is the danger, is that these companies are surviving, mm-hmm. but really are just um, shouldn't be. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it's good if you can keep people on life support and keep them infection-free, etc. but uh, I think it's going to be in- instructive to see which ones are the zombie companies and which ones are genuinely doing okay and surviving and even thriving in in coronavirus world. Yeah, speaking of um, of companies that are thriving after we have a song, we'll um, come back and have a talk about West Farmers and their um, catch acquisition. I'm going. I was yeah. just going to say it sounds a little bit like survival of the fittest, doesn't it? In the well, company survival world. of the yeah, it is. Two in your RFM's Thursday finance and our market update, Brett Hall with Henry Jennings. Yes, Henry, uh, West Farmers, uh, last year they purchased uh, Catch of the Day and it's been a bit of a winner for them with uh, with COVID. It has been a bit of a winner. It's not just Catch of the Day. I think it's Catch of the uh, catch of the Year in some respects. They paid around, uh, I think it was around $230 million bucks yep. for, uh, for the business. Catch of the Day is kind of an online platform. Sales have gone through the roof. We've seen this with Kogan. We've seen this with Temple and Webster as well, which are mm. responsible for soft furnishings and sofas and things online. West Farmers have actually hit a record high today, 47.12 as mm. we speak. They're at 1.1%. And they're now reckoning that if you applied the same uh, valuation metrics to uh, Catch of the Day or Catch of the Year, um, then you would get a valuation in excess of a billion dollars. Mm. It seems entirely feasible given that Temple and Webster's valuation is uh, over, I think that's over a billion dollars as well, which yeah. does seem a bit sexy, but there you go. That's, yeah. that's the world we live in at the moment. If you, if you survive and thrive from COVID, you, um, people whack a massive multiple on you. $953 mm-hmm. million dollar market cap. And time, time will tell whether that's sustainable or whether that was a has been a you know a short term influx of sales with you know obviously some of the well it's, I, I, you know what I hope it really is a short term influx of sales because mm. that means that maybe we'll have, have beaten CV nineteen but yep. I think the reality is the world has changed and uh, we are not going to get um, clean air fresh air for for the pandemic for a little while we might be living with this for a little while longer yeah. So sort of staying with retail and um, uh, Newmark Capital purchased uh, the David Jones building in Burke Street in Melbourne for $121 million. Mm-hmm. Um, with, the, with the current environment, is that, is that a, a wise purchase? I mean, obviously David Jones were, were keen to... Uh, I bet they were. <laughs> ...to offload it. And, Get out of Dodge. <laughs> So, I, mean, oh, I, I don't know. I'm not an expert on property valuations. All I know is that you know that the world of retail is is changing. You've got mm. Melbourne in a lockdown, Victoria in lockdown. Um, you know, and we've seen vicinity make write downs on their property assets. I'm sure 
know, I had a question today from one of the members on the Facebook group asking whether Centre Group was a great investment, and you just look at him and you think, well, you know, it's not brilliant having retail shopping presence in a place where no one can go. Mm. And, uh, you know, a lot of the, the valuation upside in these REITs has been through property valuation increases over the years, and that's how they pay their distributions. Mm-hmm. And it's tough out there for retailers. It's um, yep. tough for small businesses and medium businesses. So, uh, yeah, I think David Jones has probably done well. Yep. <laughs> I'm not so <laughs> sure about the other side. And... Uh, and- Sydney Airport, um, some numbers have been published in uh, um, uh, terms of traffic numbers and, and mm. Perth Airport is now overtaken as Australia's busiest airport at the moment. Yep. And uh, some predictions were that the the numbers through the airport in Sydney wouldn't return to, uh, you know, pre-COVID levels until 2024. It's yeah, I, I think they might have to rename themselves, actually. It's no longer Sydney Airport, it'd be Sydney plane parking mm. <laughs> because um, I think that's the reality of the situation if you drive past Sydney airport an awful lot of um, big shiny cigar tubes made out of aluminium with wings on um, just parked up sitting there and you know you look at the skies these days and I can't remember the last time I saw an airplane flying overhead yeah. you look at night and there's no twinkly red um, little little light up there it's mm. um, I think it's pretty tough being an airport when people can't really fly. We can't go to Victoria now if you're in New South Wales. We can't now go to Queensland. Uh, I was having dinner with some friends last night who had planned to go to Queensland. Uh, well, that's obviously off the cards. Yep. Uh, I just saw a, a mate of mine while I was out having coffee in Avalon. He's just bought a house uh, in the back of Noosa and they were going to move in in a, uh, about four weeks' time. Now they're moving in a lot quicker because if they don't beat the Saturday deadline, they're not going to be getting in there. They'd have to isolate for two weeks. So yep. Um, you know, I don't think Sydney Airport, funnily enough, Goldman Sachs, uh, I think they did a, um, a piece today, it was in the Sydney in the AFR, talking about those with the worst balance sheets, the mm-hmm. weakest balance sheets, and Sydney Airport came out at number one. Yeah, wow. Admittedly, it was number one even before COVID, mm-hmm. um, and now it's number one during COVID. Um, it's, it's certainly, you know, they, they've, they've got a problem with them. If no one flies and the numbers are down, you know, it's basically... Now, you can cut it any way you like it, but there's pr- yep. pretty much zero people flying yep. um, in or out. And now domestic, which was the big hope, of course, that's now being pushed out. So mm-hmm. it's not a good environment for a company like Sydney Plane Parking <laughs> to be in. <laughs> that's right. Well, Henry, thank you very much. It's always uh, great to get your insight and, and, and um, hear your knowledge. And thanks for again for joining us this week. My pleasure, Brett. Have a great time. And Henry Jennings from Marcus Today Newsletter. He'll be with us again next week. Thursday Finance, time to take a look at the local property market. Brett Hall and we have Mark Longworth with us. Mark, thanks for uh, joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. So maybe just start off with some, I guess, a bit of commentary on, on the local uh, residential market and um, how it's been and I guess how, it, how it's out there at the moment with, with obviously the impacts of, of COVID on, on prices in general. Well, I think you know, COVID certainly has changed a lot of things, the way we do inspections and, uh, and what we do as far as keeping our hands clean and uh, doing open houses. But I don't think it's, it's had a little bit of an influence, but at the end of the day, the market's really quite resilient mm-hmm. where people are still out there wanting to buy, people are still out there wanting to sell. And so that will continue regardless 
if we're in a world war or whatever you're in. Mm. So we just have to get used to the COVID situation. Uh, the good thing is, I mean, I notice inflation is down. So, I mean, house prices have dropped about 0.3% around the area, which isn't much of a drop. That's pretty good. Mm. So there's a whole lot of houses. We want more houses on the market. The buyers, they're still out there and they're still mm-hmm. willing to pay money. Yep. And they're still buying, which is great. Um, there seems to be a good bucket load of buyers. And are those buyers first-home buyers or is it a, no, a good mix? Well, it depends where you operate in Newcastle for your first-home buyers. Mm-hmm. But first-home buyers, they've, they've never had it better. They're getting very low interest rates. Uh, certainly, they've got to be able to get the loan. That's another story. Getting a loan now is a little bit more difficult. We're doing 10-day cooling-off periods with the, with the, with the uh, contracts, mm-hmm. and it can take up to three weeks to get your loan organised. I would suggest anyone out there doing that, get organised now. Get your loan organised so when you find a home, you can go straight into it. But at the end of the day, I think the first-home buyers... They're fantastic. Interest rates are down. The prices on homes have, have steadied really quite well. Mm-hmm. They've got a good choice. They can up to $650,000. they are saving on the stamp duty. And now I believe on the 1st of August, that's going to rise to 800000 Yep. Now, I don't know any first-home buyers with 800000 but but in Sydney and places like that, I mean, this is this is going to be – it's a good boom. It's a good saving for them, yep. particularly with stamp duty. And with the interest rates down, um, I think I looked at something the other day, $700,000 loan, it's about 3500 a month repayments, which is mm-hmm. as low as yep. I've ever seen anything like that. Yep. So there's no reason why people shouldn't be out there looking around and, and, and still continuing with their buying and selling. Yep. And uh, what about off the, off the plan sales? Has that, um, you know, has that been a little bit more um, subdued because of people's concerns about, about the future? I mean, if, you know, you're, you're locking in to, to purchase something today, not knowing, you know, what, what uh, you know, 2021 and 2022 really no, holds. No, I think off the plan sales still do all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the major problem with off-the-plan sales, there was an awful lot of bad publicity about the developers and the builders and what was happening and no guarantees in the future. I mean, look at all those buildings in Sydney and what was done. That gave it a bad name. But here in Newcastle, we're, I think we are better controlled and better run, and I think most of the agents in Newcastle, I'll be blunt, I reckon they're a better quality than what you get in Sydney. Uh, they're more honest. They know what they're doing. We're a smaller area. We're a big mm-hmm. country town, so they all talk to one another. So I think buying off the plan in Newcastle is not a bad idea. It's a good idea. Mm-hmm. It certainly will help. And you got to—I mean, you're the tax man. You know about the tax implications about buying off the plan. Mm-hmm. So that's why people would do that for investment. Whether yep. and I still think property is the best investment floating around, as much as you like your gold. But I think at the end of the day, uh, buying a house is is something that you can sit on and keep. And and renting out houses—they're mm-hmm. they're all—they seem to be renting all right. I know with I think with our rent roll, I think we've got very few vacancies. Yep. Which is a good sign. Yep. And uh, yeah, so, so so buy and rent. So with um with the, the the rental market and with your rent roll, did you see or are you seeing um, pressure from from tenants to the landlords for, for rent relief? No, not no, not not a great deal. Not mm-hmm. not through our office area. No, yep. no, it okay. hasn't been that bad. 
I think in town it might be a bit like that, but out around yep. the suburbs, I think it's okay. Yep. All right. And um, so with uh, with spring coming on, I, I think you know normally there's a, a little bit more of a uh, an interest or, or additional listings. Are you seeing that at the moment? Is there no. is there extra stock? No, quite... I, look, for years I think it's spring, summer, it doesn't make any difference. People buy and sell. Yep. Um, and, you know, it used to drop off in winter and pick up in summer, but I just think it's the same all year round. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we might just go to a song, I think, Jane, and, and we'll come back very shortly and, and we'll continue our discussion around the, the local uh, residential real estate mm, market. Good. To NURFM's Thursday Finance, and we're talking about the local property market mm. with Mark Longworth, who is a local licensed real estate agent, and of course, Brett Hall. <laughs> Mark, um, you mentioned before, and, and it's something that um, in our office we, we see as well with our clients in the time it takes now to, to get a loan approved, um, which is obviously important when, when someone's going to, to buy a house or make offers on a house, they obviously need to make sure that um, you know, they're going to be able mm. to uh, follow through with it. And um, from the, I guess, a um, vendor's perspective, they want to know that if an offer's made, it's, yeah. it's going, to, going to stick. So with, with that um, difficulty, and obviously um, sometimes a purchaser needs to sort of select the house to then yeah. use that yeah. as, as – um, uh, in their loan application. So with that in mind, is it more difficult now for auctions? Um, for, uh, you know, it, it, are people less in, you know, uh, feeling less confident from a vendor no, and a purchase no. perspective? I, I, I think we are getting more more used to auctions. We, we had a problem there for a while. Well, we couldn't do them on site. Mm. So they had to be done, you know, via the computer sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But now they're coming back again. I, I, don't, I don't see anything wrong with auctions. I mean, you can... A lot of buyers, they say, oh, we don't know who my competition is. I mean, they don't trust agents. I call up and I say, look, I hate to tell you, Brett, but the property that you made the offer on, we have received a higher offer. Mm-hmm. You know, what would you like to do? And Brett goes, oh, yeah, I've heard this one before. <laughs> and uh, and I won't tell Brett what the offer is. But And that goes on. We're at an auction. You can see who your competition is. Mm-hmm. And you know what's going on. And it's signed on the day. 10% is paid on the day or another amount if necessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that can be paid, you know, whether it be well, it doesn't have to be cash, but you know, you can do all sorts of things. Bring a, bring a, you know, a check along for X amount of dollars already made out, and if it's a little less, so what? If it's a bit more, so what? So that can be done. So I think auctions are going to start a bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, I mean, in Melbourne and Sydney, they're very big. That's pretty much what most people do. Yeah. In Newcastle, we're a bit more conservative, mm-hmm. so we're a bit slower. But I think it's starting to, to take yeah. its effect. Okay. Um, a little bit earlier on, you, you mentioned about uh, off the we we're talking about off the plan sales, and uh, you know at the moment um, buying new has has benefits uh, with um, some of the stimulus packages, yes, and yes. And, um, and so you you mentioned about uh, the tax benefits of, of mm. buying new. So uh, during the song, you were mentioning that you're surprised that um, a lot of buyers don't actually fully understand the, no, the tax implications no. of, of residential property investment? No. The, number one, they don't go... They, they, a lot of them do, but a lot don't. They don't go see their bank or building society or whatever and say, look, I want to be looking to buy a house. How much can I spend? Mm-hmm. And then from there, they should talk to their accountant and say, oi, you know, just, you know, we should be able to do something... Yep. You know, what what's the application? What can I do if I buy this unit that's being built? Mm-hmm. It's not going to be finished for 12 months. Yep. And you can then say, well, this is what you're about to claim on it. This is what you're able to do. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful. And they go, oh, gee. Yep. You know? 
Yep. More money back. Yep. So with with those uh, you know, off the plan purchases, because I think uh, now I mean there's there, there's a lot of um, development in the in the pipeline, and, and most uh, developers need those pre sales. Yes. So um, is is there in that? I mean, because of obviously funding has become more difficult because of COVID. Yes. Has that had an impact on on off the plan? Uh, in that, you know, there's. Um, you know, more deals being done to get those pre-sales sealed? Well, well they are, they're doing deals. I mean, I've got one fellow at the moment, he's got two left, and he's talking, he's, you know, I've got $20,000 up my sleeve. Mm-hmm. So I'll talk dollars, and if they like, he said, I could put some furniture in there for them. I could, you know, help swing the deal a little. Mm-hmm. So that, those sorts of things are going on. I mean, they went on years ago. <laughs> we were selling houses at one stage, and it was pretty hard to move houses, and owners were saying, I'll put a new car in the garage if someone buys this house. Mm-hmm. So they're offering it's vendors aren't just standing back anymore, they're taking a more active role in the saleability of their property mm-hmm. by saying, Look, I'll help with this, I can do this, I can do that. Yep. And I'm saying to some vendors, Well maybe you should, you know, we should go to the purchaser with what you're willing to take. Yep. Rather than wait for you, for them to come to you with what they're going to offer. Mm-hmm. So now's the day I think that um, as I said, times are changing rapidly mm-hmm. and we've got to change with it. Yep. So with uh, with that putting down a deposit when buying a property mm. off the off the plan, obviously there's a there's a couple of options there, isn't there, in in terms of uh, funding that initial deposit because when when doing so mm. you're, you're putting down uh, an amount at the deposit Correct. at the beginning, yes. uh, and then once the once the property has been finished, then that's when the the sale needs to occur. Yes. So. Uh, Obviously, getting that, getting those funds together, it can be either um, it, it can savings. Be, it can be savings, or you know, if, if they can, if they can get that from the bank, get it from the bank. Do what they've mm-hmm. got to do. Get it from their parents if they want to. If they're younger, mm-hmm. I mean, that's happened to me. As most parents and older people would know, <laughs> kids are good at that. So that's the sort of thing you've got to do to be able to try and secure it. Yep. And, yep. and and the quicker you secure it, the quicker you sign a contract. I mean, now you can pay 0.25%, sign a contract, you've got five cooling off days to pay the balance of the deposit. Yep. So you can actually beat the next guy by doing it quicker. Mm-hmm. So then uh, I guess just in quick um, finalisation of our chat on residential property locally, it's it's been quite strong and things are quite stable at the moment is your... Is your assessment of what you're seeing? I, I think certainly since last November it was a little bit slower. I think now it's a lot better. I'm feeling a lot more confident now than I have for a long while. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us. That's all right. Thank you for having me. And that's Mark Longworth, who is a local licensed real estate agent. We've looked at property. And Thursday Finance will be back next Thursday after the midday news on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.